Welcome to the Zenov podcast. You are listening to our business resilience series where we bring to you conversations with eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate through journeys of crisis resilience and growth. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zenov podcast. I'm Pari Natarajan, CEO of Zenov and your host for today. The last few months have tested the leadership capabilities of organizations across the world. Businesses had to plan for short-term liquidity, defend their existing business, plan their recovery, and act on opportunities that will allow them to orchestrate growth and gain market share. This is not over yet, and the uncertainty in the health, economic, and social climate could continue for several more months. How can organizations plan for an uncertain future? What are the tools and playbooks they can use to increase the resilience of their business and teams? How can they variableize the technology cost? To answer these questions, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Sandeep Kalra, President of Technology Services at Persistent System. Sandeep has more than two decades of diverse experience in the software industry including setting the strategic direction for the companies, managing sales as well as delivery functions, running global P&L for digital transformation, to name a few. Thank you, Sandeep, for being with us to share your perspective on innovative business models to variableize technology development costs. Welcome, Sandeep. Thanks, Pari, for having me here. I'll dive into the questions. In the last few months, COVID has impacted every possible industry vertical and businesses around us. While it is one of the biggest and most unprecedented crises in recent history, do you believe that certain software, software-led businesses are better equipped or more resilient than others at handling it? COVID has been an unprecedented crisis for most of us. This time, it's very different than any other crisis we have seen in the past whether it was 9-11 or the financial crisis in 2008 or any other crisis. This is a global crisis that is impacting all of us, no matter where we are from, no matter what we are in, in terms of an industry. In my mind, there are two aspects that we are all dealing with. One is the shorter term business impact. How do we cope up and remain resilient, survive this short term impact? And then as we have a treatment and or vaccine insight and we see recovery, how do we make the most of that recovery for our businesses? Looking at the shorter term, you know, COVID has impacted literally every one of us, whether we are you know, in some of the sectors which are very badly hit, such as travel, transportation, hospitality, or even as a silver lining, there are some sectors such as segments within healthcare, enterprise software companies that address aspects such as communication, collaboration, cybersecurity, cloud infrastructure, DevOps, etc. So there are these aspects to it, and we will have to find out our own playbooks to be able to survive and then thrive as we move along. And your 25-year-long technology journey has seen you captain many technology transformations and help the companies that you worked with to be both resilient and agile. From your experience, what do you recommend software companies and large enterprises that heavily depend on software to, to build resilience in times like this? So, Pari, in any crisis, you know, we see people emerge as winners and some not so much. And these winners 
and the losers or you know not so much winners are dependent on the choice of decisions that they take and if you look at it you know in the shorter term we believe the companies have to make themselves much more resilient they have to prepare for a revenue decline depending on which segment they are whether it is a 5 10% decline or in the worst case maybe even more 30 40% decline like we are seeing in sectors such as travel transportation and so on so it's about building the muscle preparing you know themselves to take opportunities as the crisis subsides but the first thing is resilience so in my mind you know the thing that i would like to say to the software companies and enterprises is look at this as a series of phases the first is to sustain yourself then evolve through the crisis and as you know the things get better as we have the vaccine etc come in and we see a recovery whether it's a v shaped or whatever else we have to be able to prosper in that and so if you look at yourself in the first phase which is the sustain you know one has to take a decision based on the industry one is in and the kind of revenue impact you are seeing how do you bring your costs in alignment how do you make your costs more variable so that if your revenue goes down you are able to control your cost and you are able to survive profitably and that will depend on the actions that the you know teams take at this point in time it is interesting that you mentioned um, variableization of technology costs r&d and it budgets what does it mean and how should companies think about these for better uh, outcomes and you know make them more flexible so pari i would like to bucketize these into different strategies for the software companies and software driven enterprises so if we look at a traditional software company especially you know in the increasing world of saas companies track the rule of 40 which basically is across their growth and profitability and in the current scenario this is going to be even more difficult because growth is going to be hard to come by in fact we are looking at in most of the segments kind of degrowth depending on which segment the companies are in so the emphasis on profitability and hence cost management is even more bigger so if one has to look as a software company at managing cost it is going to be about if you have legacy products containing the cost on legacy products which have you know lesser potential in the short to medium run redirecting the spend to products which have far more revenue implications in the shorter term even reducing the overall spend maybe looking at even divesting products which have lower margin contribution in terms of you know putting money getting money to fund other alternatives and we have increasingly seen even for pe organizations you know portfolio companies being nudged to package mid to late stage products look at partners in order to you know give them the sustaining engineering and the product life cycle management in return for significant year on year cost reduction or different business models such as revenue shares making r&d a variable cost and not a fixed cost similarly on the enterprise side when we talk to our enterprise customers and there are again different shades of enterprises so depending on how their business is panning up they are looking at absolutely bringing down the spend on run the business to the bare minimal they can and look at redirecting the spend where they can have their digital transformation journey because more and more they have seen business move online and they have to you know operate at the best operational efficiency and leverage the revenue enhancing initiatives the last category of enterprises that you know we have also seen react suddenly in a different manner are enterprises that were doing well but had a high amount of debt and now since their revenues and hence profitability have come under pressure they are looking at how do they monetize any kind of latent assets 
such as captive centers, etc., and leverage that along with the partner network on one side to have monetization, on the other side to have next generation digital transformation being accelerated. Interesting that you talk about um, companies monetizing their global technology centers or operations center, and we call it global centers of excellence. And for years, companies have looked at these as strategic investments. So how does this pan out in the COVID scenario differently? So Pari, GCOEs or the Global Centers of Excellence, they have always been integral to a number of companies' strategies, and they will continue to be so. But we see a likely change in their role going ahead in the future. So if I may give you an example from a very different perspective, if we look at you know mobility in you know, countries like the US, car is a very important part of a personal life and how you do your daily you know, commute and so on. But with the advent of Uber, Lyft, etc., the entire concept of mobility is changing. It's also changing how people look at car ownership. Doesn't mean that everyone will stop owning cars. It's the perspective of the asset ownership versus you know, mobility as a utility. Similarly, the GCOE's landscape Depending on the GCOE's size, maturity, the organization's needs from a parent perspective, there is going to be a selective play in different kinds of you know, captives or GCOEs and hence different kind of monetizations that are possible. So if we were to look at it in three different layers, first, we are hearing more and more from GCOEs that are less than 300 to 400 you know, employees in strength. These are usually GCOEs that struggle to track the best talent, retain the talent over time. And hence, you know, there is a discussion of, is that the best way to run a GCOE or whether those are the, you know, GCOEs that should be looked at partnering with someone like a persistent in terms of divestiture, but a longer term contract and maybe some monetization. Second one is around GCOEs that, you know, are a part of the resiliency effort where the parent has a high amount of debt and where this is a latent asset that could potentially give a good amount of monetization at the same time refresh the talent to be bringing the latest talent from a partner to accelerate the digital transformation journey in the short to medium term and last but not the least there are these larger you know gcoes which have been in existence for long which need to accelerate their effort but instead of looking at partners and saying, you know, can we bring in resources? They are looking at giving parts of the GCOEs to a partner and saying, look, let's monetize a part and let's work on the latest technologies, accelerating our digital transformation journey together. So these are the different flavors that we are seeing. And, you know, these are the paradigms that we see changing in the GCOE landscape as we go ahead. So in a sense, if you were to look at it, these are unconventional times and these call for unconventional thinking. These call for forging partnerships with a different perspective, you know, leveraging the assets, whether to monetize or to accelerate and looking at the broader ecosystem as a bigger play with a different lens. The entire idea being one has to build the muscle, come out much stronger, much prepared and win in the same environment where some others may not. That's, in a sense, what we are seeing in the market. Uh, in very interesting insights, Sandeep. Um, from organizations has to really look at 
what are innovative business models um, they can do to variableize their R&D costs, working with partners, looking at the ecosystem as a whole rather than looking at just the talent. And I like the term uh, latent assets. A lot of companies have a lot of assets they have built over a period of time and they don't realize those. So how do you identify these latent assets and try and monetize these assets so that it brings in flexibility and makes the organization a lot more resilient? Our great insights. Thanks, uh, Sandeep, for taking the time to share your insights with us. And thanks, everyone, who are listening in. Thanks for listening to the Zeno podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zinov's Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes and subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. To know more about Zinov and if you believe we can help with your problems, please visit our website www.zinov.com or drop us a note at info@zinov.com. Thank you again and don't forget to tune in to our next episode.